Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. I know we've all been through a lot, but when you find the time... I'd rather not spend the rest of this lockdown tied to this goddamn couch! <laughs> when did you turn American? <laughs> couch instead of sofa? <laughs> it's for our international listeners there, really. Oh, is that what that's for? Oh, do you think it's because it rhymed a little bit more than sofa? Yeah, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> Never heard you say couch, though. So, last Monster March episode of 2021 <laughs> oh we're doing this again in 2022 <laughs> as you can tell monster march is not sophie's favorite month near this halloween by the sound of things yeah halloween's worse monster march is doable <laughs> <laughs> um i can just about tolerate it i just want to say thank you to everybody who voted for this particular film that we're watching do I really want to Today. thank them? <laughs> well, yes, but I'm just saying thank you to everybody who did vote on Twitter and on Instagram, putting the votes in on there. We really appreciate your input there. So it was obviously a toss-up between The Thing and Alien, so both Alien-related monster flicks. But the overall winner over the two platforms was The Thing, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so I really, really appreciate you voting for this one. I don't know what Alien had in store for me. Well, we won't cover it at some point. A bit like this one, it kind of falls into the category of horror anyway, more so than the other ones we've obviously discussed. Which are definitely more monster-based. Yeah, yeah. But um, I thought this is like one of those cult classic type ones. You get that vibe. It didn't do particularly well at the box office when it was initially released mm-hmm. because of how grotesque the like the special effects were in it and it just didn't really appeal to it. everyone thought it was a bit of like a had that sort of shock factor to it and it was trying to just like capitalize on all this all this blood and gore mm. to it and yeah. so it was like this is exploitation of gore really i don't know really how to weigh this film up the thing is a perfect title um, yeah, definitely. You literally, that's like kind of really apt. But it just seems a little bit weird. You don't really get much background of why these people are doing what research, how are they doing initially. You, yeah, you, you don't really get to know them on the personal level. Like, do they have any family back home or anything like that? There's nothing like that kind of. No, it's all just very male orientated scenario. Yeah, and it's in a ca- obviously the camp researching in the Antarctica. Yeah. It's an opening scene of a snowy scene with this kind of beating, intense dum, dum. music. Dum, dum. Yeah. And you don't really know why. And then obviously this helicopter appears. And to be fair, normally when a helicopter appears, it's to me in my head, it's like a police helicopter. It's not never a good thing. It's somebody searching for something. something. Yeah. 
that's the way I'd sense it. Mm-hmm. Then you've got this husky, and I'm literally thinking within about five seconds or something of the film that this husky is going to die. And I'm like, seriously, Paul, is it, is this man going to shoot this husky? Is this literally what you've just put on the telly? Because I, I love huskies, and I wouldn't be very impressed if literally the opening shot was this husky getting shot. Yeah, I knew you were going to question that. But I had to, like, as we'll go into later, like, keep my mouth shut a little bit and keep shtum about how things progress. Because you're like, why is this shooting at the husky, Paul? Why is there... <laughs> Please don't tell me it doesn't die. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Literally, though, you know, I love huskies and the fact of any animal kind of cruelty. I'm like, well, what's the dog done wrong? Like, you know, why would you shoot an innocent animal? Yeah. I kept saying there was, like, there's a reason behind it, but I can't divulge too much information about it. Thankfully, he didn't really press on too much about why. Because <laughs> I think, oh, I don't want to explain it, because then it kind of spoils things. But Yeah, it kind of is a bit like the Fight Club thing, because I was t- so infixed on the dog that I didn't actually realise what was coming. Whereas in Fight was Club, a... I was... Animal. Yeah, yeah. I was a little was bit like... more tuned in on that one, yeah. whereas this one, I didn't really see this bit coming because of well i mean i don't know if you would have think like you might be going why are they keep cutting to the this husky like in like shots and it's like no. he's like looking at something and i he... actually did and i wrote down here and you're gonna laugh at me i put literally after them trying to shoot the dog yeah then the man this this weird scene where this swede on sweden or norwegian yeah. man <laughs> Because obviously they never know which one he is because they keep fitting. Well, that's own no, that's only the our lead man, Kurt Russell, who's playing a character called McCready or Mac, mm. as he's referred to. Yeah, it's a bit of a sort of like, I don't know if it's casual racism or not, <laughs> in a sense of not knowing the difference of you know where they're from, Sweden, Norway, but they are Norwegians from and a different camp. Basically. This man gets out and he's looking like he's wanting to shoot the other people in the camp. That's yeah. what kind of they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. Then he gets this grenade or something yeah. out and somehow he shoots it to the back of the plane and sets his plane... Yeah, he, throw, he misthrows it or something. And it's like, how the hell did that even happen? Like, come on, let's be serious. That doesn't happen unless it's a cartoon. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's ridiculous. Just a pile of dust, yeah. And obviously you get shot, and I literally wrote down, I'm already confused with what the hell is going on. And I've put that the dog is the most interesting part. Now yeah, you do keep saying that, yeah. I felt like the dog knew something. So I thought he was more, he was sensing something. something. Yeah. You know, like a dog would do, like yeah, if yeah. something wasn't right. And I thought that that's why he was hanging around, uh-huh. because he something was untoward and coming. Yeah. That's what I interpreted initially. So that's why I found the dog quite interesting. And I felt like when the dog was looking at things, it was because something, the yeah. thing, yeah. was around. Around. Yeah. That's that's where I was going with right okay. with it. Yeah. Because normally with dogs, obviously if they're sensing something, they're normally like barking their head off, aren't yeah. they, and stuff. But... Or staring or kind of following. Yeah. They've got right. some intrigued yeah. kind of like inquisitivity about them that they will if they can send something they'll go after it Mm -hmm. never did i think that this dog was an alien or a thing and the scene of 
it does seem a bit weird when they put him in the cage and he just lays there and he's like, right, I succumb kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. what he looks like. He's been put in his place and he's sulking a little. Yeah. Never did I think that this tentacle things would come out and that the dog would get ripped in half near enough. Like, I was getting upset at the fact that I thought it was going to get shot. This is so horrific with the way that it's done. To be honest, I was sitting there withdrawing myself, getting a bit anxious, like, because I knew what was coming. (laughs) And I didn't, I was anxious because, like, I didn't know how you were going to react to seeing this, whether you were going to, like, freak out or be like, oh, no, the dog's a monster. Oh, well, I don't... I don't don't, don't actually know what I said to you. I, I don't think you surprised me. You didn't really say a great deal I think you would just probably be like a bit bemused as to what the <laughs> what, what is this thing that's what's going on so mm. I guess there was like a bit sort of relieved in that sense thinking I don't know what you were gonna how you're gonna take what was happening on screen but, well, I have put here aliens taking over the dog's body and yeah. I put a sad face <laughs> okay just then, a sad face yeah and then I really didn't like the fact that the dog was kind of the alien side of things obviously just because i'm an animal lover and obviously they had to kill the other dogs because they'd been too much in close contact but i do still think this is my argument Hmm. they went out into norway didn't they no they went to this norwegian base yeah Yeah. that's sorry yeah Yeah, yeah, the norwegian base and they brought home this weird ass looking thing yeah yeah god knows mutated human being basically it yeah. had like two heads and yeah, yeah. it was freaky looking. Mm-hmm. Brought that home. So I thought initially that that maybe had contaminated the dog, but it wasn't, was it? You were telling me that this dog was, the Norwegians were trying to basically kill the dog because yeah, it was an because, alien. Yeah, exactly. Because it had escaped and it transformed into one of their dogs, I assume, and ran off from the base. So it's like we're tracking him down mm. kind of thing to pursue it, to end it. Really? Yeah, I think with this film, for me, it was very, a bit grotesque, but a bit not, you couldn't take it seriously at the same time, because it was like so unrealistic, the way that these mortations were kind of taken on board. Like, it was gruesome, but it, it didn't feel real, if that... Well, no, that's the thing, it's very, very much alien, as you would expect for something that it's almost like indescribable about when the transformations occur because I, I said to you I don't know like what kind of imagination you'd have to have to come up <laughs> with these ab- abom- abominations because it's like 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 a, an instance where the the thing comes out this completely mutated it's like mm. almost like a weird like chicken leg coming yeah. out thing and then suddenly these big humongous arms come out to the ceiling break through and then there's this other thing that comes out from that and opens up and it's another mouth and it's just like oh, just, the mouse I, I freaks me out understand like in terms of a concept like how you would think of that and how it would work but it's it's just it's, it's great uh, it's very effective in like you've never seen anything like that before no and i, I hope not to see it again yeah. to, to be honest mm. um it was a little bit like what the hell is, is this that i'm watching I do think once they figure out that obviously the dog is an alien and the longer you spend with it, the more likely that you are being... It's kind of like a bit of... I guess absorbing life force, I guess. Is a, but you're kind of taking way. over their body, aren't you, somewhat, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, replicating their cells to structure. Now, So what happens to their body? 
it just becomes part of this other thing as that cell diagram ah, so visuals like merging, just emerging, together. merging together. There's a bit of ambiguity at a point where, obviously, before the dog does the big transformation and stuff, when it's roaming around the, the, the base, it goes into like one of the rooms and there's like a silhouette of a person in there. It's not like clear as to who, really clear as to who that person is in that room. And obviously, it kind of fades to black at that point. So then, obviously, looking me looking back at it, now you're thinking, well, obviously, you think that person has been got by the creature because obviously it's it's in a point where it's isolated and it's mm. going to take the opportunity to convert that person, I guess, into another thing because obviously it's not just the dog, as we soon learn, that's the only one that's the, the thing. No, which is, I feel like this is quite like your opening line. It links to the pandemic quite well and I feel like that's the only thing I kind of got from this film. I feel mm. like if I'd have watched the thing this year or 2019 wasn't a, a thing yeah. <laughs> um, with everything that's been going on, how relatable this would have been it wouldn't really been a, a whole different kettle of fish. It would have just felt so unreal. Yeah, I guess. Because obviously there's all the, <laughs> the very much the isolation in the fact that they're in a very cold tundra, really, where mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere with very little supplies and everything. It's just people who they're isolating with. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, I think social distancing does come into play a little bit. Like, there's one line, and this is obviously jumping way to the story, where Mac is like basically telling nobody's allowed to come near him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, otherwise he's going to shoot them or something like that. Blow up the base. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, it made me chuckle because it's like, (laughs) the parallels, yeah. Apart. (laughs) That's all I could think in my head. And it was like, this weirdly seems relatable a little bit, which was strange because it shouldn't that that shouldn't even be a thing where you should relate to something so extreme. Yeah, no. Yeah. But it's like the testing and stuff like that that literally they had <laughs> didn't have like track and trace. <laughs> because obviously yeah. they needed to know who was the thing and every time they kind of got to the point of where they wanted to, to track something, like the blood had all kind of been dismantled so they had to come up with a new idea to oh yeah you've been drained from the yeah from the supplies yeah sorry yeah yeah and then obviously they had to cut their own thumbs in what was the logic was it like a metal copper wire type of thing and obviously it heats up to make the blood so is it like obviously if you were human that wouldn't just go like it steam up if you were an animal it'd be like a a threat or something if it was the thing because he kind of explains the fact that because every almost every part of the thing is a life form, the cells ah. in it sort of react to fire. Obviously, fire is a thing that kind of comes into play. Fire, that's the best way to just kill it with fire, basically. Yeah. But one before we get to obviously that scene, we've got the one of the other transformation parts where the character of Blair, who's the one with glasses, and he's going like smashing up everything in the. The base. The, the Doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, destroying things with an axe and stuff. And then he's got to be isolated on his own. Yeah. <laughs> bit of, because he's, you know, gone crazy and it's kind of like, well, it feels like he's one of them. Yeah, because he's not, he's been kind of not himself anymore. Yeah. He wouldn't normally do that. Yeah. And he was helping out initially doing like the autopsy. autopsy. Yeah, exactly. So 
And then easily could have. Yeah, that could have kind of while he's been doing that. Yeah. Even if it's dead, he's touching the cells. Yeah. That are, you know, wear gloves and wear a mask. <laughs> I shouldn't joke. Obviously, we really are in a serious time with everything going on, but it just felt a little bit unreal to be watching something that you have to apply the rules that we're using today. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the main transformation part is when Dr. Copper or Cooper, I might be getting that wrong, can't remember <laughs> now, but he does, you know, the... Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah, so he's, like, kind of giving, trying to give a bit of respite, isn't he? So he's doing, like, the... um Bringing them back to life. So, obviously, they're not going to do, like, the mouth-to-mouth resuscitation kind yeah. of thing. So they've got the where they do the clear. Clear, yeah. Um, I forgot what it's called, but they're yeah. kind of, like, electrocuting you, literally, yeah, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. And the funny thing is, we watched What If... And I said, yeah... That would come into play. I saw that scene. And you didn't. I didn't tweak, tweak that that, that was, was going to come up. If is that daft? Maybe you just put it to the back of your mind. For, you know. No, because I knew that it was there, but I just didn't know how it was going to pan out, out entirely, or just with with that scene in general. I was like, I wonder when this is going to come into play. Even oh. though they were doing a clear kind of thing, oh, okay. It didn't right. register that then that scene was going to come in, even though I'd seen it, even oh, though it, sh- okay. it should have done, right. but it didn't, mm. and so it was still a shock. Okay. To me, right. that that happened, mm-hmm. but what even worse of a shock, the spider head. You mean after the fact that when you start burning in it, the head yeah. attached from that body also, yeah. 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 And A, I don't like spiders. Like, they're yeah. my kind of like, ugh, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Any other bug I'm fine with, but mm-hmm. spiders, it's the legs, the scuttling, and then the fact that it's got this big massive head on it. Yeah, making these horrid. Perfect noises and yeah. Oh, it was hor- That was like the worst one for me. Mm-hmm. The dog was a bit weird, but the spider head, I no, I get that. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, and I'm glad. Like, but there was a bit of the scene where I'm like, seriously, have they not seen that spider head? Like, yeah, I admit it's kind of like makes it look like from the angle that they be at. It's like, how have you not seen that? But it's, mm. I guess it's the way it's. Because they're too preoccupied trying to burn the other body and stuff, and it's kind of just gone by oh, the sidelines enough. But yeah, it makes it's... me itchy even thinking about it. But yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of gore. gore. There's a um, lot of yeah obscurity yeah. of where, like, how do people even think? Oh, I know what I'm going to do in this concept. I'm going to make a spider have a human's head. Like yeah. that would not even come up in my wildest dreams. Well, no, it'd be a nightmare. (laughs) We didn't have any nightmares after watching this, did you, anyway? No, I slept quite well, actually. I was all right. Um, Maybe if you saw it when you were younger, you might have... I'd have been traumatised. But you've probably been subdued by things as you've grown up and you watched with me. Yeah. Perhaps. I do think it actually worked quite well. Like, it didn't look unrealistic. I think, yeah, I think as... I may have said before, like how practical effects sometimes can win over special, like CGI special mm. effects more often than not, especially in the older times. And that, so that's what they practically used to get across. And it, and I think, it works quite well in it. It does. It doesn't part. look dated, really. Like that, you know. You get the sense that it is an old film with yeah. the certain lines they use and the way that they 
walk the and hairstyles, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But actually, the kind of manipulation of the people and merging yeah. into whatever, they seem to still not look that dated. Yeah, you yeah. could tell it was in a studio. Like yeah. it, they weren't yeah. in the Antarctica, were they? Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. But still giving it credit to the fact that this merge of the thing yeah. is really, really cleverly done. This, I forgot to mention the fact that this was, I guess, a technical remake of a 1950s film that was called The Thing from Another World. And I don't know if you remember when we reviewed John Carpenter's Halloween, who's sort of the director of this also, mm. and the kids at Laurie's house were watching that on the TV. No, I don't remember that. So that sort of nod to that head of time. I tried to put the Halloween (laughs) to the back of my head. The only good thing about it was the lady from um, the Cranks. That would be the only thing I can remember, like how old she still looked. (laughs) (laughs) Like old but young. That's still not very flattering to her, is it really? No, she hadn't aged. She has aged. I can believe me. She she looked like Knives Out. In that, she was look definitely looked older there. But in the Christmas with the Cranks, she doesn't like she's literally just the same person. Just uh, anyways, yeah. So now we'll get to the blood testing scene. Okay, <laughs> <for> COVID. In, <laughs> so you've got quotation the, marks. The testing, um, which actually, to be fair, is a lot better than our testing system. Because you don't have to stick anything up your nose or your mouth and mm. make you sick. Yeah, you run the risk of someone transforming into a hideous mm. monster if you're in the same room as them. So. But to be fair as well, it is a bit dangerous. Like, I know they're putting it into, like, a little bit of a Petri dish. Yeah. But the cutting, like, if that blood goes somewhere... Yeah, I know they try and just use the cotton swab or whatever. But, like, so. if you go... and it, I don't know, something split, squirts yeah. out, you know, if it lands Those on somebody... Could, yeah. That could have been another Crawl way, away, yeah. If it, if it's in each cell, so yeah, to speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clever way of thinking that the fire will obviously prevent, kind of cause a reaction, reaction yeah. which we do get. Yeah. So you get the scene of where I forgot who it is now. Which the one who transforms? Yeah. Well, it's this is the thing with that. It's it's kind of like keeping you on throughout the whole thing. It's kind of like keeping the suspense, like you're always on edge as to who's actually. The, the thing and, and who he, isn't can he kind of like throwing these curveballs and well you were acting a bit shifty before like Clark who was the you know the one who had all the dogs anyway mm-hmm. at the beginning he was yeah, acting a bit shifty with the dogs dog. yeah initially he was kind of like subdued and calm yeah. as if like even was like he was a, a, acting like an alien mm-hmm. in that sense because it's not like I'm really showing much emotion to anything yeah so there's kind of throwing all these kind of curveballs there and then um, so you're going through testing, it's like you find out he wasn't one of them, for example. He, he got sh- shot by McCready because he was going to attack him for yeah. whatever reason. But And then it's, I think it is a guy called Palmer who didn't seem like he would have been one of them anyway because he wasn't acting, he was acting concerned about things, but he wasn't, he didn't really come across as showing any real signs of that so it's so it's kind of like a, oh right and then he kind of just starts shaking in his chair and then yeah just they weren't prepared like, for this no, because no. the fact that they tied everybody up to, uh, to one 
Yeah, when you're meant to be keeping like two metres apart, you know, at least. Also, the guy that was there kind of trying to do the radio, Mm. I thought he was shifty. Mm. Like, I all the way through thought there was something with him. Like, he was... Yeah, yeah. Like... uh, Windows, he was called. Is that what he's called? Yeah. Um, Because obviously the doctor is there smashing everything up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, he's been in close proximity. They've touched one. He's touched him, obviously, yeah. and he's got blood on his head yeah. at that point. So I always thought he had yeah, yeah, the thing, yeah. in my opinion. And also, I'm guessing the one that was in, tra- in charge initially, mm-hmm. who had all the keys, yeah, and the one that was left on the chair, I thought he was as well. So it was so strange because like, I thought I could read people, but they really did throw in curveballs. But when we get to that scene of obviously the guy with the in the recording room, mm-hmm. he gets somewhat hurt, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he kind of like you know, set him on fire and something, and he kind of it's kind of one of those things like why you know why why are you just like standing there? It mm. just drops down from the ceiling, and why aren't you doing anything? Kind of things yeah. like I wouldn't just he's just frozen in fear, but I feel like you should be doing something there rather than not just. Standing there like a lemon, but no, I I completely agree. But obviously, um, the other guy is it Mac? Yeah, he can't seem to get his he's his working. Yeah. It seems to be not. I don't yeah, know if he's like, run out of gas or something. Yeah, it's like inconvenient time for that to be happening, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So obviously, you get to a point of where now you're losing people left, right, and center, and I think you've yeah. only got like four people actually left. Yeah, five if you include Blair, but you haven't seen him for a while he's kind of just escaped yeah from but his I, hut. to be fair we know he's yeah. the thing so you've yeah. only got four people that you think you can yeah, trust. trust yeah which i think we started off about 12 or something like that didn't yeah we? pretty much yeah i do think there is certain things with sound effects like earlier on there was a scene where it, having a bit of brawl, brawl i know you're gonna say that yeah and there was like a <laughs> noise and it was like such a comical hitting noise it wasn't even like another cartoon effect like mm-hmm. But you do realise within this, you really need to trust people. Like, if you haven't got a good relationship, so I always think of, like, if you thought of this with a work colleague situation, mm. like, at home, I'd know if you were the thing or not. Because right. I live with you constantly and I know what your traits are. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were acting a bit funny, I'd know you weren't being yourself. I think it's harder if you work colleagues obviously they've been together on this mission kind of doing the research for a while so you do get to know one another but you're not going to know each other like we'd know one another yeah of course yeah so it's still hard to not have that trust element you know kind of are you the thing are you not the thing that's the whole plot line of the story isn't it Mm -hmm. pretty much and then we get to sort of like the final part where it's Blair comes along and takes Gary and, like, sticks his fingers in his mouth oh, and stuff. Oh, it's horrible. Like, like, it's so horrific. And I'm thing. like, really, you've always, for this to happen, yeah. this is, like, what they thought was the last kind of death scene, mm. like... Yeah, in the final transformation where it's, like, a big thing from underground almost yeah. and then it kind of just becomes a, this big, massive thing and then more craziness with... Heads coming out of heads, and again, the dog makes another reappearance kind of thing. It's like, 
surreal again. Abstract. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you said, like, when he throws the dynamite at him, and you're like, how did he get out of there in time before he blew up? Yeah, because it looked like the, the way that it was... Cut. It yeah. looked like he'd actually already died, a domain man. And that was like it. That was like, I felt like that was the end of the movie then. That was done. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them have died. (laughs) But no, that's not the case, is it? He's still alive. Yeah. And now there's only two left. Yeah, McCready and Childs. Now, so I don't know how you took that as an ending, really, as to whether you think there's any doubt where you think that Childs was also have the, the, the thing in him or or not, or whether it's just they were genuinely the two last two human survivors, or... Well, I've got a couple of questions. Okay. First of all, obviously the ending was left untold. You don't know, you have to make it up for yourself, mm-hmm. which I'm not a big fan of. But with this one, I know I know that they died there. They didn't go back home. Right. So I'm aware that both of them will eventually have died. Yeah. It might have been more painstakingly a death. It's not got a base to go into because it's essentially been blown to they might bits. Have frozen yeah. to death or starvation yeah. or something like that. But it's what but the thing is whether whether the thing survives the winter basically or not. It will. Yeah. But what's your question? First so, question. First question. Yeah. Did Mac test his own self with the blood? Yes, he did. Did he? Yes. Because he said, like, I'll just show you what I already know. And he did. Yeah. I was going to say... And Childs also. They, they did everybody, basically, in that in that room with the tests. So, you I can... Do, only, you, sorry, go. I do feel like Mac went a little bit woo-woo, though, after a bit, because obviously he was, like, trying to protect himself. Yeah. I know he's trying to do good and obviously kill the thing. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he's obviously sacrificing his life so that this thing doesn't take over the world and mm-hmm. etc. But... I don't know, there were times when I actually thought he was the thing. Like, the fact that it says no one come near me, no one touch anything, we're going to have to start cooking his own meals, all of that, and kind of like, oh, I'm going to shoot you or blow you up if yeah. you come near me. Right. That made me kind of doubt him a little bit. Okay. I feel like child all the way through, he was one of those where I never really thought he had it. He was just kind of trying to question Mac's leadership. Yeah. That's the way I saw it. Mm. I feel like he didn't really have any connection to any of the things in general for me to think that he would have had it. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was genuine within this. And to be fair, it was like a bittersweet kind of situation where they both were left. But after all that hard work, they're not going to get any reward from it. Yeah, other than saving the planet, essentially. From yeah, and this. dying for it. But... People seem to think, although I did kind of make special effort to look out for these kind of clues when, from what people have said, people seem to think that Childs did have the thing in him. Why? When would he have got it? Well, he was left vacant for a long time because he didn't go down to the tunnels or whatever to mm. blow up the, the rest of the that part of the base. But they reckon because he, there's no cold breath when he's breathing, that he's an alien life form now. He's not a human. Oh, okay. But, but I'm pretty sure, I'm sure I definitely saw some breath at one point when he was like breathing or something. I know it's probably the lighting that may, 
maybe makes people think that, but... Mm. I don't feel like oh. that's a legit enough excuse, really, and that you must be looking very close to this film, because obviously I didn't see that, because this is my first time yeah, watching yeah, it. Course, yeah, I think if but... you're re-watching it, trying to figure out the ending... Yeah, yeah, because just what I was trying to do through this, kind of, like, looking through, like, trying to see if there was any other clues to, like, point to, like, oh, this point, this person got it, or mm. kind of trying to things, like, look for those clues... I can but, imagine it's quite difficult, actually, trying to fathom it out because even they don't think they truly know when they got. If you if you get me, yeah, they've yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, it's not that obvious as to how the telltale signs are of it. So, well, to be fair, it's not because it's one of those things where you're not instantly transformed into yeah, this there's, alien. There's kind of like a bit of a transition to it where you are still somewhat because yourself it, because it's literally mimicking. Mm-hmm. that person as best it can with enough time to transform of course yeah because so there was another instance where I think Bennings was another one of the, the crew and he was in the, the room where that other deformed mm. carcass was before and he kind of got absorbed by that and then he ran out and he was he hadn't fully transformed when he was outside in the cold he kind of stopped and he had this big claw thing yeah. coming out of his hand so it was kind of almost human-like in appearance but yeah he didn't have the time to do it so it's kind of like once it got to a point where it could completely transform into something that we all recognize then it would be very difficult to tell really because it would have all the knowledge and you I think the mannerisms mm-hmm. it's not like a, in any other alien body taking over film where <laughs> It'd be more like you'd tell because of like you're in a dull droney voice or yeah. something like oh you don't eat this particular food or something oh you 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 always hated such and such oh I like it now and it's kind of like those kind of things are a bit more obvious to pick out and expressions I yeah. can imagine as well like yeah. more ex- expression less yeah. but um, yeah I think that's long and short bit so ready to give it a score <sighs> so it's tricky because. Obviously, I want to compare it to the previous other Monster March films that mm-hmm. we've watched so that we can kind of give a tally of the top film for this month. I know this one's a bit of a different one anyway. Very contrasting almost from what we've... Yeah, it's, it's weird because it's light-hearted at the same time as a little bit of a heavy watch. Um, some humour in it which kind of brings it out, which is kind of a little bit laughable, but you've got the darkness what, and gruesome what would you say is light-hearted about this though it's just a comedy of it i guess there's a little bit of comedy within it where the, like the cartoony kind of vibe of oops just blown me plane up and <laughs> okay right <laughs> you know kind of thing <laughs> yeah the bit stupid characters with things that are certain going on okay like they're always seeming to be like one step behind the thing you yeah. know kind of like a cat and a mouse kind of chase right <laughs> the things always get in the upper hand it is very gruesome. I don't think younger Sophie would have appreciated this. In no, I don't think he would either. At all. It was okay with the gore. I, it was like, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, please add more yeah, it's in. Not, it's not something you'd want to be like eating a main your tea with. No. Or your dinner. Yeah. No, especially meat. Or, yeah. <laughs> nice bloody steak. While yeah. You're seeing him <laughs> cutting up the, the body, yeah. Um, no, no, you wouldn't want that at all. I don't think I'm really that fussed about how it ends. Uh-huh. It, it's not really left me thinking, 
I'm really missing something here and it screwed me over. Okay. I feel like they're just going to all die and the thing is going to still be there. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, how my ending is. No, it's not going to be a they all lived happily ever after type of thing. It's kind of just that... Or they die and the Like, say, bittersweet kind of thing. It's either they are both human, they die, or they... One of them is the thing, and yeah, they, they well, they still die, but it's the you know they they save the planet, yeah, 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 or whatever, yeah. All the all the thing survives somewhere else. Well, I think that, yeah. I think they both die. The ambiguity think... of that is, it's it can be one of three ways basically. Yeah, but I'm not for me to rewatch it and try and figure that out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to really spend my man hours. On that. A woman hours, yeah. Woman hours, yeah. Um okay, so. so in all, I think for the thing, the score will be and I'm so sorry because I know this is meant to be like an iconic film mm-hmm. and everything. I think it was gonna be a six. I've not loved it. I won't no. watch it again. That's fair. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was really the thing. I wouldn't expect you to be like, oh, come on, let's put this on again. No. For you, really, for your benefit. And it, it's kind of like one of those things that it's it's quite a popular one. You've I've introduced you to it. I, did, I wasn't expecting you to. Oh, I really, really, really <laughs> love that. <That's, laughs> oh, thanks. See, see, those, see these grotesque puppets come out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so mine's going to be a bit higher than yours. I'm going to go with an eight. Really? Yes, and really. You, what did you score Dirty Dancing? 6.5, but that's completely different genre entirely for one thing. And <laughs> I still can... think that's better class. It's got better music. <laughs> oh, you know. well, I'd say that the score is one of the good points about this. So you and your scores. <laughs> very atmospheric and gives you that, that cold... Mm isolating feel to the intention building. So I see where there's... you're coming from a little bit now that you said that with the Shutter Island, not the Shutter Island, um, The Shining. Yeah. A little bit with the isolation and the... Yeah, yeah and all those kind of cues, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this score by the late, great Ennio Morricone. His soundtrack work is always fantastic, so it just fits right in with this, the atmosphere of the film. So um tried to, like... Paid close attention to those musical stings that played throughout. I feel like you know the dum dum that we mentioned about before. That like feels like a much more of a John Carpenter feel with like you know the the, the Halloween theme basically mm. that kind of like electronic keyboardy type thing. But I don't know if that was um, part him part Enio or not. I don't know. But it's just one of the points of it. Really admire like the practical effects used for the makeup special effects for I think that's creatures. what's giving you like at least two points isn't it is the creature in the yeah the, the just befuddles me how they came up with that stuff as a concept really well to say you're an artist I'd have thought kind of like that might be in your head but I feel like no, sometimes no, no. you have to be a little bit <laughs> deranged I don't know yeah <laughs> for them kind of yeah. concepts to come into your head because yeah, I don't know like how they would have put that down on paper like I want this to have these million arms, I don't know. It's not quite, it's 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 not as straightforward as you might think of like someone might think of it just a monster mm. or a, a it, no, so to be to to look that way, but 
They've it's, got several monsters within it, haven't they? Obviously, yeah, yeah. you've got the thing, but you don't really know what that thing is. It can be any is. anything. Yeah. Essentially. It's not like it's yeah. just Godzilla or King Kong. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, yeah. Where you can identify that mm. as a lizard, that's a giant monkey. Gorilla. Kind of... <laughs> well, yeah. Come on, leave Kong alone. <laughs> we know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And for the most part, the, the drama, obviously, got the, the people that are involved in it as well, that are kind of like. I know you said you don't really get to know them as such, but you kind of there's enough characters to bounce around off mm. of and kind of get like a, a sort of like distinct personalities from each of them in I a think, sense. I think you do obviously have enough characters, but for me, some of them kind of I forget I forgot the names and it kind of merged a little bit. Like, oh, are you good? Are you bad? Yeah, and I, I, I can guess I can see that a little bit. I kind of preferred it. No, this sounds horrible. When it kind of got to the back end, when there was only like four, <laughs> yeah, I could kind Jesus. of keep up with who's what, who, yeah. yeah, who's who's, what's the names, and what's happening mm-hmm. at the beginning. It was a little bit hard for me to kind of know what was happening. Also, I think I don't really think I had a connection to any of them. I didn't really care like if any of them died. Loving McCready. No, he annoyed me. He was just like a Mr. Know-it-all coming in and I think he's meant to be like a handsome icon and there was nothing appealing about him. Right, okay. I'm sorry, his hair, he needed a haircut. Um, Shaggy dog. Yeah. yeah. He loved himself, didn't he? Yeah, and he wasted good whiskey on a computer that was beating him at chess. Like, yeah, he did. about? Obviously competitive yeah. and did you see the ROM drive disc things? Mm. In the computer, I wrote yeah. that down because, like, oh, that makes me feel really old. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it a floppy disk? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah probably will be, yeah. Floppy disks. Those things are blooming useless. <laughs> yeah, you could hardly put stomach. anything on them. <laughs> yeah. Never, they never worked for me, anyway. When I tried to put, like, any, like, sort of file on them, they just, like, they just didn't read when you tried to load them onto the computer. But I don't yeah. I think yeah. I, mine used to always corrupt or something like ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Some things like that. But anyway. Oh, we've progressed with some technology. <laughs> yeah, at least. Sorry if we were kind of shoehorning the whole COVID thing with this, but as Sophie's pointed out, there is some clear parallels a little bit, scarily. It is to, scary. To at least hopefully with this, we are seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, ever so closer to that. Freedom now. These were not like Mac and Child thinking. Well, is this going to end yeah. or is it going to end us? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so not. let's think we're in a bit more of a positive situation. But yeah, definitely worth watching once. Okay. <laughs> I won't wait okay. for time again. Yeah. Okay, so now we'll just quickly go to least favorite to most favorable of the months of March this year. Okay. Bear with me while I get my thoughts together. I already know my favourite. Okay. That wasn't hard. Least favourite, I think there's been a, quite a few low scores. Yeah. So we've got, remind you, we've got Jurassic Park 3. Oh, God, I forgot about that. That was the beginning of the, the month with our friend Alex. I didn't forget Alex, but I just forgot about the Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty forgettable, to be mm. honest. That was a lot of fun, that episode. I, I really enjoyed actually... Re- Riffing on it, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did, actually. That kind of gave me a little bit more joy towards it. <laughs> Even though I think I scored that a three. I think it was quite harsh. No, I don't think you were. The best one, obviously, is King Kong versus Godzilla. 
Yeah, that's definitely based on the scoring alone, yeah. That, so. for me, was the best option. Obviously, we've got the Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. And we've got this one that we've watched. Yeah. <laughs> the thing. Yeah. So that'd be the four of them. Yeah. So, King Kong versus Godzilla. Knockout, number one. Yeah. Obviously, I have a soft spot for Kong. Mm-hmm. Like, if he wanted to pick me up and walk me somewhere, I wouldn't scream. I'd let him. Like, okay, Kong, let's go on a walk. I'm fine with that. And Paul can stand there while this big gorilla takes me somewhere. And then what? Leave you to do? Be by yourselves? What? To come back to collect you later or something? What? <laughs> you can come back for me later. Don't upset Kong, though. Don't be out all night. <laughs> Bring him yeah. by 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'd say the least favourite is the Clash of the Titans. And I know I'm so sorry for saying that because mm. the puppetry on it is amazing. But the story and the acting is just so bleak. It's like pulling teeth and it just felt like, oh, when is this going to end? Okay. Whereas Jurassic Parks was fun to yeah. watch, just to rip on it. Yeah. Like we were just giggling all the way through, weren't we? Yeah, which yeah. was fun. Yeah, exactly. Whereas... There was nothing really funny about the Clash of the Titans. It was just boring. Okay. So by that, I'm guessing it's going to be Clash of Titans, number four spot. Then Trust Park, three. Then The Thing. Then King Kong versus Godzilla. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. What about you? Are you the same as me? For mine, it would be Jurassic Park, three at the bottom spot. Really? Yeah, really. Is that because you love Jurassic Park so much that this ruins it for you? That it has to go at the bottom? Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a bleh one. Uh, Then Clash of the Titans. Oh, this is tough. Is it? Is it really? It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, um, I don't... So are you struggling here at the moment between the thing and... King Kong vs. Godzilla? Because there's different merits with that, really, because... Obviously, I've given them similar scorings of eight, but different reasons where it's like, I don't know if I'm doing a disservice to the thing because that's more like a recognised classic where I'm just going to think, oh, well, because it's rubber suits and stuff, just because it's funny, I'm just going to put that at the top spot. But I kind of feel like <laughs> that's probably, he's maybe going to be the winner, I think, as much as I don't maybe want to admit that. It was obviously a lot entertaining. It was just a lot of fun and I'm hoping really hoping that the other ones, this new one Godzilla vs Kong is going to be enjoyable in a different way obviously but mm. I think that's I and I think to be fair, kind of just think on now, that encapsulates a monster match basically because it's two big monsters fighting whereas yeah. the thing is an alien monster so it's kind of not I think really you're right, to, and to, I to think fit the bill on that really. I think that's when you think of monsters. I guess you would merely jump to Godzilla and King Kong. I guess more so than anything. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Yay, yeah, we agree. And thank God, Monster March is done. So moving on to April, Easter. There's that James Corden Easter film with a rabbit. Well, there's actually another one that I think more is to do with Easter. That was called Hop. I've seen that. With have have you seen it? I think so. Is it with oh it's in a flipping Russell Brand doing the voice of the rabbit? I think 
have. I've, I think I've seen that. I think he got in the way with that one. But I'm sure James Corden is a rabbit. Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit. Like absolute sacrilege. You you really don't like James Corden, and it's, I totally it's don't mean. Like James Corden when he's you know Beatrix Potter and all those books I used to love as a child. You haven't and... even given it a chance. Oh no. I think sometimes, you know, I get educated on this, SP film viewers. Somehow, Paul doesn't. <laughs> it's not, that's not the purpose of the show, really. Mm, but I'm growing quite a bit. And don't you think you might want to try something different? Yeah, I've tried something different. We tried Dirty Dancing, Pretty Woman, 10 Things I Hate About You. Anything else? <laughs> we're gonna think off the top of my head, but we'll do a some... vote and see what people think and see if they want you to watch it. He's looking so hurt right now. It's like that's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> Thank you very much everybody for listening to this episode. And if you want to check all the other Monster March features we've covered, you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Podbean and wherever else you might get your podcasts from. Do also give us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on that platform. Really helps people discover our show, so that's very much appreciated. And you can also follow us on our social media platforms of Twitter and Instagram under the handle SP underscore film viewers. Anything else to add, Soph? Um, just thank you so much for listening and we really appreciate it. Hopefully you've enjoyed Monster March as much as Paul has. Maybe not so much as I have. And definitely stay tuned for other things that are to come. We've got quite a few um, things lined up in the pipeline for some guests to come and join us as well. Mm-hmm. So if you do want to reach out and join us, let us know. Give us a message on that. Um, any comments of any films that you want us to see, just hit us a message again and we'll try and get round to those as well. Yep. So thank you very much, everybody. And we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Take care now. Bye now. Bye. Bye.